When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wow, Matt Fair Adventurous. Once again, we are we are hearing about the adventures of Sir Crokington, who is currently in Hawklaw, which is having a lot of problems with Oteruk, which are bit which are attacking often, and they're being sent at, at the behest of Woundskin. Who in the last episode has unveiled unveiled a new minion who apparently shares my face and is learning my skills. Well okay, shares my shape. He shares he doesn't ha- she doesn't have a face. But she's learning my skills. I'm not sure how how that's going to go. Okay, I do know how that's going to go, but for the purposes of this argument, I don't know how that's going to go. But anyhow, there's there's another adventure going down around here. It's called All's Well That Ends. It is into the rocky region of the forest north and east of Hawklaw. You follow the swift-footed... Swift-footed what? I guess we shall see. Embark on the adventure. You first spotted the diminutive cloaked woman lurking about the village square just before midday. Then, some while later, as you made your way out of Stoneback Tavern, you watched the same young woman furtively approach the two soldiers just outside the newly established outpost. As the three of them began to make their way south along the floor, Thought of that, you took an increased interest in their movement. You waited until the departing trio was nearly two, two, nearly a hundred yards down the road before setting off in pursuit. Moving quickly, but making certain to remain a decent length behind the woman and the two soldiers, you followed the group south, south out of Hawklaw, along the winding road that plunges into the surrounding wood. Less than a mile south of the village, the group suddenly takes leave of the road and begins heading north and east. East through through the forest. With your interest sufficiently pricked, you promptly decide to continue following them, moving quickly enough to keep them in sight and quietly enough for your pursuit to remain undiscovered. You slip into the woods and start after the suspicious trio. After the forest thickens and the train 
through which your training becomes less forgiving. You begin to wonder if you might at last lose sight of them. So I have two options. Make my presence known to them. Admittedly, this, this might just cause them to stop going to presumably whatever scheme scheme is going on down here. Or it might just cause them to attack me and undo whatever they're planning. Or they might just, you know, disappear. Or they might think of a convincing lie. Or it might turn out that, oh, actually, it's perfectly innocent. Alright, what does random.org tell me to do? Alright. Pick a number between 1 and 2. 1. I'll make a presence known to them. Two, I'll continue my stealthy pursuit. Generate one. I will make my presence known to them. Having closed within 30 yards of the trio, you call out to them, hoping to discover what had prompted their swift and mysterious trek. Almost in unison, the three of them turn to face you. One of the soldiers salutes you, and the three of them, turn to face you. One of, almost in unison, the three of them turn to face you. One of the soldiers salutes you with a friendly wave and motions for you to move ahead and join them. I can move up to them or remain where I am. Divination gives me some clues. Succeeded. You immediately sense a strong aura of evil surrounding the group of three. I assume these must be some sort of shapeshifters. I'm going to remain where I am then. You remain where you are, but return the friendly wave. Both soldiers wave, and then, without further delay, the group of three turn to resume their trek north and east through the forest. Well, I guess I'll just keep following them. You continue to follow the group at a distance, taking great care to remain undetected as you make your way through the tangled forest. As the trio passes over the back of a small tree crowned wise to the north, you lose sight of them for nearly two minutes. When at last you reach the top of the slope and stare out across a more open section of the woodland below, your eyes sprawl, fall upon a ghastly sight. Sprawled out on the forest floor, the base of the wise, are the bloodied, unmoving bodies of the two soldiers who, who were. Only moments ago, in the company of the cloaked woman. Okay, okay. So I guess she was... She, she's some sort of shapeshifter. It could be could be one of Woundskin's shapeshifting minions that we, that we encountered back in the, in the first... In the first wound skin scar, we've got, we've got fear, spit, and what gut. Uh, the skeleton one, tail sting, who's, who's a lizard man. And grub more, the plague bearer. Could have been one of them. I mean, if I was wound skin, I would use them more. Score of pig. Those are fun minions. I'd like to see them more. Not in real life. I wouldn't want to see them in real life because that would be really 
bad news for me, and probably result in me being very, very dead. After quickly surveying the immediate area and discovering no sign of the mysterious woman, you swiftly descend the hillside and arrive at the scene of the gruesome attack. Several deep red gashes have been cut across the torsos of the two soldiers. The chain shirts. The chain shirts have been shredded by what appears to have been a series of powerful strokes delivered by a heavy, blazed weapon. Most likely a sword. A wide pool of blood, seeping into the foliage that blankets the ground, lies beneath the slain pair. You immediately assume the cloaked woman, now nowhere to be seen, is, is responsible for the deadly attack, though the motive behind the savage attack lingers beyond your grasp. After respect, respectfully placing the arms of each man across his chest, you quickly set off in search of the mysterious woman. A dozen yards to the north of the scene of the attack, you discover a single, bloody footprint pressed into the leaf-covered ground. With the direction of the print serving as your only guide, you promptly set off to the north and east in pursuit of the clothed woman. Or whatever it turns out she actually is. I mean, maybe it's it could well be... My partial mimic thing. The faceless woman who was packed me previously on the previous two scenarios in the last episode. Nearly a half an hour after your last sighting of the cloaked woman, you spot her moving swiftly through the forest to the north, heading into a stony patch of roadness known to the local inhabitants as Nearbend. You suddenly recall that Nearbend is home to a network of caves that provides access to the underground spring that feeds Hawklaw's well and several streams throughout the region. With that in mind, it's into the rocky region of the forest north and east of Hawklaw that you follow the swift-footed woman. Not wishing to lose sight of the woman, as she moves swiftly through the stony, broken terrain that dominates the forest region known as Nearbend. You're forced to pick up your pace, at times trading stealth for speed as you struggle to keep up with her. Suddenly, the object of your pursuit vanishes over the edge of a small, tree-winged depression and vanishes. The difficult terrain makes direct approach nearly impossible, takes you more than 10 minutes to reach the edge of the depression, and when, at last, you stand at the stony rim of the small hollow, you find yourself staring down at the dark mouth of a cave, set into the western wall of the broad, grassy expanse below. You realise at once that you're looking at the entrance to the caves, caves that provide access to the underground spring, you also realise that it's into the dark opening that the mysterious cloaked woman has obviously gone. A thousand dark and unnerving possibilities for excursion into the cave take root in your mind. Admittedly, foremost amongst them is poisoning. Poisoning the water source. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, admittedly, I don't, I really, uh, since I don't re not really sure what Woundskin wants other than me, it's kind of hard to say what Woundskin's going to do. Cause since he, he's got evil brains, so it's kind of hard for normal people to understand him. Eager to overtake the woman and overtake the woman and determine her motives, you draw out your trusted light source and quickly step into the gloomy interior of the cave. Standing just inside the mouth of the cave, you peer along a wide, dark, uneven corridor that gradually descends as it continues to the east. The walls, floor and ceiling of the natural stone passage glisten with moisture. Behind you, to the west, the reassuring light of day spills in through the cave mouth. Somewhere off in the distance, you can hear the unmistakable sound of rushing water. You have no desire to leave the cave without first finding the cloaked woman. Head east into the sloping passage. The air is damp and still in the shadowy interior of the cave. Your footfalls echo eerily as you pass along the glistening corridors of this subterranean that I'm sort of in the southwest corner. You can clearly hear the sound of rushing water from somewhere nearby. And if I go west, I just I get what I just went before this, so I can make my way east. Suddenly, lying across this section of the cave passage are the bloodied corpses of three chain-clad soldiers. You immediately, you realise immediately these men were tasked with guarding the springs and that they have met the same gruesome, untimely fate as the two soldiers led from town by the mysterious clothed woman. Several deep, bloody gashes have been cut across the torsos of the soldiers. Their chained skirt, shirts have been wedded, shredded, by what appears to be a series of powerful strokes delivered by a heavy bladed weapon. Most likely a sword. After carefully examining the remains, you estimate these men have been dead for only a few short minutes. You spend a few minutes moving their bodies to the end of the corridor and respectfully folding their arms across their chest. Okay, keep going southeast. The air is damp and still in the shadowy interior of the cave. Your footfalls echo eerily as you pass along the glittering corridors of this subterranean maze. You can clearly you can clearly hear what sounds like washing bottle from somewhere nearby. Another suddenly, you catch sight of a shadowy figure darting through the gloom up ahead. The figure slips into the darkness to the east and disappears from sight. Alright, keep going east. And now we're and now in a little donut. I'm just gonna go the long way around it. Suddenly, you catch sight of a shadowy figure darking through the gloom up ahead. The figure slips into the darkness to the east and disappears from sight. Alright. I've got to the southeast corner. 
On the ground at the edge of the corridor, you spot a small, flat stone. The coin size, the coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of rune skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of. Well, that's another rune-marked stone. It's, it's described like all the other ones. After a quick search, reveals nothing else in this section of the passage. You once again resume your cautious, cautious exploration of the cave. Alright, I'm going north. Oh, here's another suddenly. As I get to the north exit of the donut, you catch sight of a shadowy figure, dark, darting through the gloom up ahead. The figure slips into the darkness from the, to the north and disappears from sight. Alright, finishing off the donut. North and the donut, I've got a crossroads, I can go east. On the ground at the end of the corridor, you spot a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of it. After a quick search reveals nothing... Reveals... Reveals nothing else in this section of the passage, you know, other than, you know, dirt and mist. You once again resume your cautious exploration of this cave. Alright, going west. On the and I've gone as west as I can go. On the ground at the edge of the corridor, you spot a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of it. It's a wound marked stone. Alright, let's have a look at this dagger of vanquishing some more. After a quick search reveals nothing else in this section of the passage, you once again resume your cautious exploration of the cave. There's another little alcove to the southeast. Let's see if there's anything there. Oh, and there is. On the ground at the edge of the corridor, you spot a small flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of it. Ah, it's another wound-marked stone. After a quick search reveals nothing else in this section of the passage, you once again resume your cautious exploration of the cave. I'm not sure what these wound-marked stones are doing, but presumably it will be revealed eventually. Suddenly. You catch sight of the shadowy figure dark darting through the gloom up ahead. The figure slips out into the darkness to the north and disappears from sight. Alright, I've gone as far north as I can go now. Is there something to the east? Yes, there is. Of the ground at the edge of the corridor, you spot a small flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You probably take possession of it. Another wound-marked stone. How many do I... How many of them do I have lot now? Seven. 
after a quick search reveals nothing else in this text of the passage, you once again resume your cautious exploration of the cave. Alright, let's go west. I think we're getting towards the end of this. The sound of rushing water is quite loud here. Alright, and once I got past the crossroad, it became quite loud, the sound of rushing water. Presumably we're going to be getting to the place where we hit the stream where the well water comes from. Which admittedly would be a good place to do villainous stuff. As you pass along the section of the cave passage, you suddenly spot what appears to be something moving in the gloom, in the gloom ahead. Picking a number. Bonus of 94. 74 from Puddlemanship, 20 from Aura. Got to get 75 or more. Or, well, I'm going to get 75 or more. I cannot fail this. The only way to fail this would be to pretty much deliberately run a character with no woodsmanship deliberately to fail this check. But, anyway, pick now. 113, unsurprisingly, a success. You draw to a halt and peer into the darkness ahead, seeking any sign of movement you, th you thought you saw. Any sign of the movement you thought you saw only a moment ago. As of the corner of, the of your eye, you spot a large, dark shape, moving through the shadows to your right. You quickly turn, and are startled to find two Otoroks slipping silently out of the gloom. With your back pressed up against a damp cave wall, you struggle to fend off the first Otorok's savage, efficient strikes. Alright, time to equip Umdrol's Wad, because I'm fighting an Otorok. Begin combat. Swipes it through its iron-tipped wooden limbs. I stunned it one time, it tries to stun me. It is slain. 25 XP. The second Otorok draws up to you in silence. Its iron-tipped wooden limbs poised to deal you a pair of dead, deadly blows. I'm just going to quick combat that. It is slain. Another 25 XP. Having survived the sudden attack from the shadows, you spend a few moments checking over your equipment before resuming your cautious exploration of the cave. Alright. Just going to keep going along the passage. Alright, next square is the end of it. The sound of rushing water is quite loud here. Something's going to happen here, I'm pretty sure, or I'm going to have to go back up and then something will happen. With the roar of rushing water echoing all around, you reach the end of the cave corridor and step beneath a natural stone arch into a large vaulted chamber. Against the northern wall of the chamber, flowing swiftly along a broad channel before plunging into a dark crevasse just beneath the outcropping of, a, of ledge is a surging torrent. You realise immediately you're looking at an exposed section of the underground spring that feeds Hawklaw's well and several nearby spring streams. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So... If someone to do something to this, it probably won't just be Hawkclaw that's in, that's going to have tr- trouble. Be Hawkclaw and several nearby hamlets as well, who all won't be able to trust the water anymore. Well, water from the well and those streams. Now, say if they if they got water from a water butt. That would be perfectly fine because that came straight from the clouds. And you want to poison that, you gotta, you know, poison on a butt by butt basis. And that'll take a while. Standing at. Standing at the edge of the waging water on a broad, sickened landing. Of a smooth grey stone, and more than a dozen Oturuk. Your pulse quickens, and you hastily count sixteen of the sinister wood and iron beings. Strangely, the Oturuk remain motionless. Your eyes are drawn to the left of the Oturuk Legion. There, slumped up against the cave wall, is the lifeless body of the cloaked woman you've been doggedly pursuing. Oh, I, I don't know what's going on. I thought. Wait, wait a minute, wasn't she on their side? I mean, that's that's why she killed the soldiers, right? Through your unable to determine whether or not the gathered Otoak are responsible for her fate, you cannot see any visible signs of injury upon her body. A powerful sense of dread washes over you. Moving up from behind, the motionless legion of Otrak is now is a figure now, all too familiar to you. The faceless, chain-clad toad stepping, stepping nimbly through the wanks, hopping nimbly through the wanks of the motionless Otrak, is a foe you've twice before encountered. The sinister sword toad dips dips into a quick bow before rapidly drawing herself into combat-ready stance. Gripping the hilt of her glittering sword, your mysterious and deadly foe levels the blade at you. As if stirred to life by the simple manoeuvre, all sixteen Oturok begin to move. Hmm. Apparently it's... 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 it's done enough. Okay, it's... it's been made enough that it can now be entrusted with some sort of command. Admittedly, command of Otoak, so... They're, they're rather easy to command because they do what they're told. You don't you don't have to motivate them or anything. You just gotta worry that, you know, throwing them away for something stupid. Although, admittedly, something stupid might just be the scheme anyway. You have, you hopefully attempt to determine your next course of action, as the massive legion of Otrox strides swiftly 
and silently across the chamber towards you. But first, a bit of healing. Out of the corner of the eye, you note the body of the cloaked woman has vanished. Alright, what's going on here? Alright, I have various options. Telekinesis, elementalism, shadow magic, woodsmanship, or woodswomanship, or woods toadship, as the case may be. Or hold your ground and face the Ottawa Consort. Alright, gonna use random.org for, you know, just some clues. Number between one and five. Five, I'll just fight them manually. It's three. Could you use shadow magic? Succeeded. 16 XP to shadow magic. You call upon your power of shadow magic. The shadow of your leg weaves as it slivers across the cave floor and wraps itself around the first several Otorok causing the ensnared wooden iron being, beings to slip and pun and plunge into the surging foe. I hope that's I hope that's okay for the water source. I hope I hope that the Otorok don't have any particularly soluble soluble glue in them that will dissolve into something, you know, nasty. But well I'll I'll just have to hope for that really. Because uh, if it what if that was the case, I probably wouldn't do it. So I'm just going to assume they're just going to sink. They're going to sink somewhere. Probably, probably just get dropped off somewhere where the water slows down and just stay there, or something like that. Ten of the sixteen Otuak are swept to their doom in the torrent of water washing through the channel. So technically. Well, actually, by quite a wide margin. You get more experience if you fight them manually. But it'll be a lot easier, quicker and more fun to use, to use the power, use the powers or woodsmanship. So. So, really, I guess it's up to you, really. Is getting a teeny bit more experience worth slogging through up to 10 more battles. Mm. Who knows. Especially since you can. You can always just. Find more random battles to do. As the remainder of the sinister legion. Continues to advance. You quickly prepare to engage them. Standing beneath the stone arch. That serves as the threshold for the chamber. You boldly hold your ground against the advancing Otuark. Otuark, one of six. Just going to quick combat these. It is slain. 25 XP. Oh, Metal Hope, we avoid three rolls of one. So it was very helpful that time. You step, up, you step away from the pile of splintered wood and twisted metal at your feet. And prepare to engage the next Otuark. Standing beneath the stone arch that serves the threshold for the chamber, you boldly hold your ground against the advancing Otwok. Quick combat number two of six. 22 XP. You step, you step away from the pile of splintered wood and twisted metal at your feet and prepare to engage the next Otwok. I'm guessing it's got less XP, so this one mustn't have had a chance to scale. 
Standing beneath the stone arch that serves as the threshold for the chamber, you boldly hold your ground against the advancing O-Truck. Alright, quick combat that. Another 22 XP. And that's number 4. 25 XP. Number 5. 25 XP. Take a bit of time for healing. Standing. Standing beneath the stone arch that serves the threshold for the chamber. You boldly hold your ground against the last advancing Oturok. Although that does not necessarily mean more Oturok won't turn up from somewhere. Quick combat. It is slain. Another 25 experience. And 1024 experience to general. So the amount of experience you get from that well completely dwarfs the experience that you'd get from the actual combat so it's not a it's percentage wise it's not a huge difference whether you fight everything manually or use your skills and powers you exhale sharply and wipe away the sweat streaking down your brow as the last of the Oterok topples to the cave floor with the smashed remains of the Oterok littering the floor of the chamber, you lock your gaze onto the faceless swordswoman, no, faceless swords toad, and boldly assume a defensive stance. As if in answer to your silent challenge, the faceless sword toad, her hands wrapped around the hilt of her glittering sword, draws herself into a combat-ready stance at the edge of the fast-flowing channel. So I can attack the head faceless enemy, which I want to do, and would give me experience and all the nice stuff, or I could just run away. Because when this was when the when this adventure was first put out, these faceless swords these faceless sword women or men were tough. They were tough. They weren't, you weren't, many people couldn't survive them. But now, of course, there's been all sorts of, there's been incredibly powerful items, there's been more ATs, there's been permanent stat boosts, there's been transmutable stuff, there's been the potion forge, all sorts of things, making, making characters far more powerful than they were when this was first released so now now it's a pretty much a no-brainer to fight it but previously especially considering after the once again your Neville reserve would have been lower so that those those few Oterok might have been enough to start to start depleting your resources if you know if you're four or sixteen of them but now not so much an issue now now this is an easy peasy one with your current stats of course it could be different if you fought it fought it before fought it earlier in your adventuring career as if in answer to your silent challenge the face of the swordswoman her hands wrapped around the hilt of her glittering sword draws herself into a combat-ready stance at the edge of the flash, fast-flowing channel. Ooh, this, is, this looks exciting. Attack 
You'll face this enemy. All flee immediately. Attack! Attack! You launch a swift and fierce attack against the faceless swordswoman. Well, swords toad, that is. Begin. Your faceless foe slashes you with her deadly blade. And she has a lot of health. A lot, a lot of health. Devastating blow for 25, then 37 damage. But still, she'll go down. Another devastating blow, 21 damage. Keep going, devastating blow, 26 damage. Devastating blow, 28 damage. Almost done. 52 rounds, 54, 55, and she is slain. Of course, it won't stick. 140 XP. The enchantments helped once again. The faceless swordswoman collapses at the edge of the washing channel of water. Suddenly, the corpse... The corpse of your fallen enemy begins to twitch and weave with startling swiftness. The ter... The faceless swords toad, then, with startling swiftness, the toad, bearing no sign of the brutal combat that ended with her defeat, rises to her, to her feet. Well, that's not really much of a surprise, because we, because we know from the first saga that wound, that Woundskin can make, can make his favourite minions immortal, like he did with with those two goblins, and that skeleton. And Grubmore the Plague Bearer. Who I, hopes, who I really hope is doing okay. You know, for his own sake. But not. But I hope he's doing incredibly badly for the sake of everyone else in the multiverse. Because of, you know, the Plague Bearing. I hope he's doing okay, but not hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's why is this... Starting with swiftness, the woman, bearing no sign of the brutal combat, ends with her defeat, rises to her feet. Without warning, the faceless woman turns and leaps into the channel, and is immediately swept away by the torrent of washing water. Well, I guess that saved me time. I was going to throw you into that! Disappearing beneath the prominent ledge that hangs over the western side of the chamber. In the wake of your mysterious enemy's rather dramatic exit, you spot something lying at the edge of the channel. Another one? Yep. Perched on the edge of the washing channel, you spot a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you previously discovered, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You promptly take possession of it. That's another wound-marked stone. And that brings the total amount I have up to eight. I have eight of them now. After lingering at the edge of the swift-flowing channel for several minutes, you conclude you're at last alone. There is no further sign of any Otorok, the faceless swordsman, or the cloaked woman who'd be dead. Possibly. Or it could have just been an illusion the whole time. You spend a few few moments checking over your equipment before turning and begin a cautious trek out of the cave. As you hurry towards the mouth of the cave, eager to reach the light of day, your heart suddenly stinks, sinks. Stepping into the cave, 
their movement producing no discernible noise. Ah, I guess these are well oiled. A two Otawak. Without delay, the sinister pair starts in your direction. Realising that you will need to defeat them if you are to escape the cave alive, you bravely hold your ground and prepare to engage the first of the two wooden iron beings. Just going to quick combat that. It is slain for 25 XP, and I have no chance to heal before the next one turns up. The second Otorok, moving with frigid, rigid but silent motion, steps forward and attacks. Quick combat. It is slain, 22 XP. Stepping over the slain Otorok, you emerge from the shadowy cave into a bright, sunlit forest. Your trek back to Hawklaw proceeds without incident. Upon arrive, arriving in the village, you promptly seek out Captain Millark at the newly established outpost. You immediately ascertain that your staunch allies in bad humour, the detailed, the detailed account of your excursion into Nearbrent does little to lighten, lighten his grim mood. We can only hope that nothing's been done to the water, he says, the fear in his voice plainly evident. I don't see see what they might have attempted there, but we can hardly hope to fathom their malice. The captain takes the news of the slain soldiers particularly hard, and it's nearly a minute before he again speaks. I'll have a larger guard at the cave before dust, he says, reaching out to initiate a shoulder cross with you. I'll have our brave brothers brought back to us, of course. Thank you, Sir Crockington. Do not, do not think I'm attempting to curry favour when I tell you that I fear without your continued efforts, our cause here would already be in ruins. Well, that is, that is a common... That is a common thing in this world. Captain Millark sighs and places his hands on his hips as he turns his gaze to the ceiling. There's something that's been weighing heavily on my mind, he says. Captain Millark tells you he received word nearly a week ago that indicated the remains of a strange wood and iron being had been found in the forest near Talonus. Never saw much mystery in it, he says, turning to you as he produces a cloth sack and places it on the table. What little doubt I might have entertained was summarily vanquished just this morning. This arrived, with a dozen, sol- with a dozen soldiers from the capital now assigned to our little outpost. Yes, yes, they really are. They're doing all they can. They're, they're, they're pulling their finger out in the capital. Sending soldiers, building outposts, they're, they're doing all they can. It's just that this isn't a conventional war, and normal tactics don't really work. But they help. They, they help. Just uh, this arrived with a dozen soldiers from the capital, now assigned to our little outpost, just after dawn this morning. The captain spells out the contents of the stack, and you share, stare in stock at the battered head of an Otorok as it lands in the centre of the table. Centre of the table. 
repeating himself, he tells you, it was part of the remains that were found just outside Talonus. Alright, so, on the bad, the bad news is, Otorok are wandering around near Talonus, which, that's where the king is, and that's bad news. The good news is, someone other than me is slaying them. So, it's it's still mostly bad, but there's just a little bit of good news in there. They're spreading. And quickly, it would seem, he says, tossing the empty sack into the corner. This village may no longer be the battlefront, for I suppose only time would tell us that for certain. I must... It must all be coming to something, says Captain Mirlark, turning away from the table, placing his hand on your shoulder. Like his back. Placing his hand on your back. Sooner, rather than later, also I'm prepared to wager. We'll find ourselves in the thick of a fix we may not be able to easily... Ah, well, there's no sense in drawing an additional gloom. There's enough of that to go to go about these days. Quite enough. The captain certainly steps out of his private room and returns only moments later, holding two steaming mugs of Palo. He thrusts one of the vessels into your hand and smiles. Have a nose for fresh Palo, he says. As you carefully sip, sip your steaming drink, Captain Millark sets his mug down his mug and plants both of his fists onto the edge edges of the map spread out across the cluttered surface of the table. Where, where and what next, is all he mutters. And that is the end of this adventure. All's well that ends, dot, dot, dot. I get 2,048 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. Pretty nice, pretty nice. And more adventures are are unlocked. The next one is called Dawn in Hawklaw. Uh, well, we, let's see. Well, it's just about... So that will be the next one we'll do. But that will be in the next episode. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.